You're listening to It's Complicated, Doing Business During Coronavirus, a weekly podcast produced by Atlanta Business Chronicle. I'm Crystal Edmondson. Each week, we'll bring you interviews, information, and insight to empower you during these extraordinary times. This week, the impact the pandemic has had on women in the workplace. It hasn't been all bad. We look at new measures making their way through the Georgia General Assembly. This legislation would provide three weeks of paid leave for state workers, and the majority of state workers are actually women. Also, taking stock of progress women are making in Georgia boardrooms. So there are 28 Georgia public companies who have three or more women on their board. We'll hear how one organization on board is working to get those numbers up. But before we get to all that, here are three things to keep in mind as we kick off the new work week. First, a clearer picture of the pandemic's impact due out on Wednesday, March 24th. That's when the Bureau of Economic Analysis releases its report on state personal income for the fourth quarter of 2020. A third quarter data showed personal income in Georgia declined by only one half of one percent, just a fraction. Factors affecting that data in general, COVID closures, levels of coronavirus relief and return to work rates. Second, this week, the Georgia Department of Labor will roll out those additional unemployment benefits provided by the American Rescue Plan. The new legislation extends potential unemployment insurance benefits and the federal pandemic unemployment compensation, a weekly payment of $300. That COVID unemployment relief lasts through early September. Third, you golf fans may already know this, but this week in Georgia history, we're talking back in 1934, what we now know as the Masters Tournament kicked off in Augusta. The brainchild of golf legend Bobby Jones and businessman Clifford Roberts, the event was officially called the Masters in 1939. The green jacket ceremony began 10 years later. By the way, this year's Masters at Augusta National is the first week of April. With the lingering pandemic, the economic impact is uncertain, but the annual event typically generates $100 million. That's a lot of green. Of course, you can stay up to date with all your local business news. Just log on to our website, atlantabusinesschronicle.com. In Georgia, women have a lot of influence. They comprise nearly half the labor force. They're the primary or co-breadwinner of two-thirds of Georgia families. So when hit with a global pandemic and recession, the fallout is significant. I spoke with Jennifer Lee, a senior policy analyst with the Georgia Budget Policy Institute, who breaks down the impact and the opportunities the pandemic has created. Prior to the pandemic, you know, rates of uh, poverty and income were really improving for women. But the pandemic has really uh, been very harsh for a lot of women in Georgia. We've seen from the numbers that women have really borne the brunt of this pandemic in terms of jobs, um, women are filing more of the unemployment claims and they've lost most of the net jobs since the pandemic began. One of the things that I found interesting, women have made progress when it comes to education, uh, the data show. Uh, How is this showing up when it comes to their ability to, to attain employment? Women have made incredible progress, especially in the realm of education. You know, women make up the majority of our college students today, but they are still facing a job market that um, throws up additional barriers for women in a lot of in a lot of ways. (laughs) Women are really killing it in school when you look at what is happening, but they're but they are really still facing quite a lot of barriers in the job market. So, you know, women are killing it in education, but what roles can businesses 
play in making sure that that level of attainment and success carries over once women start to work. One effort that we have seen in the Georgia legislature um, that I think would really help women is looking at uh, what is sometimes called a salary ban. And so what that does is it institutes a practice for employers uh, where they cannot use information on previous uh, compensation to determine the compensation for the job they're hiring for. And when you think about it, it really makes sense because, you know, what you, if you are looking at a potential employer hire and you are looking at their skills and what they bring to the table, um, you know, just because that perhaps they were underpaid in a previous position shouldn't affect what they can bring to your uh, company or organization now at this current moment. And what research has shown is that salary bans disproportionately affect women and people of color who have historically been underpaid for doing the same jobs um, as their counterparts. And so that type of um, practice uh, can, can often lead to underpayment basically throughout the career of women. Are there other legislative policies that uh, Georgia lawmakers are, are currently considering that, that would address some of these same issues or issues that affect uh, working women in Georgia? Yeah, one measure that has passed the House and is in the Senate right now is a paid leave policy for state workers. And so this legislation would provide three weeks of paid leave for, for state workers. Um, and the majority of state workers are actually women and people of color in the state of Georgia. So this would be a, a tremendous benefit for you know, the 423,000 potential parents who are state workers in the state of Georgia. And it's a way that the state can really lead in their practices um, to support you know, women who are often playing a caretaking role in their families. Women, no doubt, playing a lot of roles. Jennifer also noted that Georgia is getting money from the American Rescue Plan. As an organization, the Georgia Budget Policy Institute says it would like to see those funds, about $4.7 billion, used to restore some of the programs affected by recent budget cuts in Georgia. When it comes to boardrooms inside Georgia's publicly traded companies, there's not one that is filled with just men. The latest report from Onboard, a nonprofit that tracks diversity, shows on average women fill one in five seats around boardroom tables in Georgia. I caught up with Lisa Robinson, president of Onboard, to see what else the latest statistics show. 20% of the seats in Georgia on corporate boards are held by women. And a great takeaway uh, is that we've had this power of three, and that is you don't want to be the only one in the room. So having the power of three women on those boards matters. Uh, we've been really pleased that that number grew uh, this past year by 10 companies already. Uh, so there are 28 companies here, Georgia public companies, who have three or more women on their boards. And I know there's been a lot of uh, very positive attention to UPS, for example, because they now have uh, six women on their board. And since uh, Carol Somay came on and, and is heading the company, they did add 
two, three more women and two uh, men of color. It's interesting that you mentioned UPS. Obviously, you know, Carol Tomei was the CFO at the Home Depot, but, you know, it is interesting that she served on UPS's board for mm-hmm. a number of years and, and now is the CEO of that company. So there is, you know, there is a pathway, if you will, from the board to the C-suite. Uh, is that, you know, just one of the reasons why this is, is so important? Well, I think it can work both ways. You could be on the board and then end up in that top role. Or certainly what boards are looking for are directors who have had that kind of experience. You know, they're not they're certainly not looking for the doers. They're looking for the strategy and the people who have maybe scaled up or, you know, big picture um, and have had that experience. Can you tell me a little bit about um, what Onboard is doing in the space of diversifying uh, corporate boards um, with people of color, women of color? One area that was disappointing, uh, and that's women of color, because overall, in last year, only gained one seat for women of color here in Georgia. Um, but that's something that we're focusing on at onboard at all different levels. So we have one organization that's part of us called Next On Board for a little earlier mid-career women. Uh, and so we're giving, we have been giving fellowships to African-American women for those roles only so that people are introduced and are beginning to think about it. And then you may be familiar with a program we've had for years. Um, it's been renamed Onboard Accelerator, but it's there to help women market themselves. So these are women who are absolutely ready to get on board. You know, they have all the skill sets, but how do you go about doing it? Because only about 25% of board seats are filled by executive search. If ever there were a time to move the needle, this is the year. And why would you say that? Because I think people are very aware they're cognizant of how important it is. And I'll just use this one example of someone that I, who came on to the board and on board. We were working on the strategic plan. African-American man who was giving some great ideas that none of us had thought of because we, we for the most part, had had a very female-based board. And he said, well, that is why you brought diversity to the board, isn't it? And I thought, that's right. One way OnBoard hopes to keep bringing diversity to corporate boards is by ramping up networking opportunities. Lisa says she's keeping her fingers crossed they'll be able to ease back into in-person events like volunteering during the LGPA tournament in June. It's outside with room to spread out at the Atlanta Athletic Club. Before we go, here's a virtual event you may want to attend. On Thursday, March 25th, Atlanta Business Chronicle will host the Residential Real Estate Outlook. A panel of experts will discuss the future of Atlanta's housing market and answer your questions. You can find out more information about that event and others on our website, atlantabusinesschronicle.com. Just click on the Events tab. 
Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Atlanta Business Chronicles podcast. It's complicated doing business during coronavirus. Thanks for listening. I'm Crystal Edmondson. Stay safe, everybody. Oh,